Welcome, welcome to the Plus Sides Podcast. Hello. How is hey. everybody doing? I'm so yeah. glad to have you here. <laughs> I know, right? So today is a weird episode, y'all. Um, so we're calling it Speculating Our Faces Off because we have a community guest who actually works in market access on pharma and pharma and big pharma. She doesn't work for, you know, Manjaro, Rhea, Lily, or anything like that, but she's just got really good insight on kind of how this industry works. And we're also going to hear about her community story. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about a lot of things, like everything from the Manjaro savings card and what we think about the new one that just dropped and what we think it's going to look like before mm-hmm. FDA approval and after dun, FDA dun, approval. Dun. Yep. This is like a massive episode of just like big fat opinions. So just know going forward, like, don't be like, oh, these are facts because the plus side no. said so. It's not. This is not that episode. <laughs> this is not the facts <laughs> and data. This is the hey. We're your friends and we've been telling you some stuff and now we're going to give you our opinions and we will go from there, but it should be a wild ride and we're excited to have you here. Um, But I just wanted to say hello if you don't know me. I'm sure you do if you're listening at this point, (laughs) but I'm Kim Carlos um, and this particular podcast actually started out of the GLP-1 TikTok community um, where we had a lot of us come together who were dealing with obesity and related diseases and being able to leverage this medication to change our lives. I've lost 60 pounds since July. Right now I take Wagovi. Um, I'd probably be on the path and on these for quite a while because I've always struggled with uh, obesity ever since I was a young girl, um, really since the beginning. And I had an eating disorder from the age of eight, which I no longer have. So this has helped me really be able to completely change my life. And I just met so many wonderful people in this community. And we just thought, you know what, more people need to know about this. We want other people to feel the way that we do. And we were sick of the bullshit spin in the media. And we wanted real, real things out there as opposed to like doctored narratives that were meant to fit the agenda of other people. So that's what this podcast is about. And that's my spiel. But let's get started now. Uh, Janine, hi, tell us about you. Hey, hey. We drink water here. Oh, super y'all. slow. I'm just going to see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And our, and yes. Our tea. It's, it's piping hot. Our tea is piping nice, hot. Nice, nice, It's not it's tea crazy. because we're speculating. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's right. There's some tea. And this is my emotional support water bottle. So it goes everywhere I go. <laughs> but hey, everyone. I, I think you all know me by now. I am uh, Janine Trot. Uh, I am a type two diabetic. I struggle with obesity, uh, with late in life obesity. Um, I also have an autoimmune uh, disease called Sjogren's syndrome. But these things don't define me. I just want to, you know, just to let you know, just so you can kind of get context for while we're, you know in the podcast, but so happy to be here. So happy that you all have joined us. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Now I don't see your name, Kat. What I'm reading here is Monchao slash, and I don't know why you wrote slash instead of slash. Yeah, because you're supposed to say it that way, right? Slash Ozempic Ozempic What is that? It's chia seeds and plastic and whatever shit people say is a natural uh, the natural GLP-1 natural way dude. to fill up your stomach. What's well, not going to have you lose like bench. 20 pounds in two weeks? Oh, yeah, sure. Chia seeds. That, that's the really? answer all along. Yeah, that's the same thing. Hey, Joel, how obesity? It's chia seeds. <laughs> Some chia seeds and flax seeds. I mean, yeah. you'll lose oh, yeah. weight because you'll be on the toilet all day if you eat yeah, that indeed, much, right? Much. 
or the um the dense uh concrete block cookie dough um yeah Manjaro yeah right yeah because right for sure there is definitely a dupe for <laughs> cookie dough yeah. to help obesity so mm -hmm. i would say uh i'd be like honey the level of obesity that i've been dealt with honey honey mm -hmm. no 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 let me tell you what i would use i used to be able to do if i had my mindset to it no yeah. Man. No amount of cookie dough, chia seeds, fiber one bars, or any other shit. Did you guys ever? Um, it was called full bars. Still, stupid. yes. Cat, I legitimately was just thinking about that and how stupid that was. It was so dumb. It was eat like this barley. and feel full, and then eat food. Yes, full, full bars. Full bars. Oh my god, it really? was so Awful. dumb. Yes, created by a gastric. Um, shoot. Yeah. Um, uh, crap, I can't think of it. Oh my gosh, a surgeon. A, a yeah, that's surgeon. a gastric yeah, surgeon. Yeah, created by a gastric surgeon. That Listen, I'm just, yeah. I think yeah, you yeah. making cakes all day. Speaking of, that was the kind of damage I used to be able to do. But anyway, so yeah. the Manjaro slash Ozempic dupe, that is hilarious. And yeah. so um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's, it's not the around. first. It's not the first. Full like, bar. I think we're seeing that a lot right now, right? Is that because we know, like for those who don't take Manjaro, but many people that have, which is a lot of this, like social media wise got started with that. Mm -hmm. But the reason that things are going kind of crazy is because right now the original coupon that Eli Lilly used to go to market with Manjaro did not say you had to have type 2 diabetes. So people were taking off label for obesity and losing a lot of weight. It was helping them in a lot of different ways, like PCOS and insulin resistance and all these different things. So it was amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. But they eventually had to put a stop to it because, frankly, it went viral. <laughs> and when that happened, they were like, okay, we got to put a date on it. So they they agreed to honor the original one through June of this year in 2023. So it is now June of 2023. So yeah. shit has gone wild. Do something. They have gone, it has gone wild on, on TikTok, on social, everywhere where they're talking about like, oh, like we were saying, like these do shit. It is bananas. Like, yeah, I said that on, on Dr. Albert, we had on the first episode, I said to him, like in his live the other day, I was like, I was like the train, he, we always say, he always says the train has left the station. This is how we handle obesity right. now. Right. And I was like, the train is off the tracks. And he was like, yes, it is. <laughs> it is like, like, it's off the tracks. So today our episode is off yeah. the tracks. So we'll talk tracks. all about that. Oh, I need to yeah, mention um, yeah. um just see, I, I'm Kat Carter7 on TikTok if you want to follow yeah. me for, for butt stuff. Butt stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And I might even incorporate some arm stuff too, because I do that well in my I need arm too. stuff. These bands yeah. make you dance. These bands make I, you dance. Look, I need butt stuff because I have Mount Jaro butt. <laughs> I'm sitting on a pillow. You don't as have we to speak. have Manjaro, but well, we get, we're supposed yeah. to have muscle as we age anyway, right? So, yeah. I'm here. Oh, Dagnabbit. Well, I am. Dagnabbit. Dagnabbit. Well, I did have a butt in January, mm. and now I'm sitting on a pillow. Yeah, you're like, know. ladies, you can't rely on that little bit of jelly now. Uh -uh. You gotta do some butt stuff with cats. You gotta, you gotta put some, you back in, I'm sorry, I won't do that, I won't do it. You gotta put you back into it. Yeah. Anyway, and okay, um, speaking of, you know, my, my ATLian went with me this weekend to- Oh, our mascot. Uh -huh. our, yes. The ATLian. He went with you? He's my fellow Prince fan. And <laughs> he is indeed. my cycle bar East Cobb. Yeah. What he's sitting on the like candle bar? No, it's a dresser. It's a office. 
furniture back. Your dresser has been on my. Did you say you're sitting on a cycle bark? (laughs) Yeah, that would be kind of cool if you had like handlebars. No, he's he's just got his his hand up because he's showing his his um. His VIP pass. His VIP pass to Paisley Park <laughs> from 2004. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, oh my God. we love our AT alien because it is our Yeah. We had a great time because my cycle bar, um, they had a Prince ride on Sunday. Hold on. Oh! So that was great. <laughs> Did you? I bet that was like the. Oh, balance. it's perfection. I can do it so well. First of all, tomorrow is Prince Day. Um, There's all a of Prince my friends. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not. Um, no lie. Um, I love dreams like, mm-hmm. Six, uh, six seven uh, was the, the day of birth of our yeah. our patron saint of music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and oh. um, <laughs> uh, he was the greatest friends, to ever do it. He was the greatest. Uh, he did everything. Um, but a lot of my friends are in Minneapolis right now because there is Paisley Park is have every year. Yeah. They do. Well, and with COVID, they shut it down, but uh, they yeah. do celebration. Um, so cool. Is heavy, cool, cool. intense printing for days and days. I used, I, yeah. I would go to Minneapolis, but I am an off the tracks girl, which means I don't do Paisley Park celebration because oh, okay. I went to Paisley Park and saw him for $50 versus these tickets are a thousand dollars. And there ain't no prints because you can put them in the hologram. But anyway, but yeah, I yeah, do all yeah. the parties. Parties after party. But I'm not going this year. But Aww. shout out to all of my Minnesota um, Prince oh, Minnesota, yeah. <laughs> and Minnesota. then my friends going to Minnesota. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you gotta go. You got. You gotta check out Paisley Park. Put it on your bucket list. Okay. All the Prince. Uh, everything. We fly over it. I've like flown over it. You fly over everything, Janine. You're flying with Delta. I fly I'm like, hey. that <laughs> I, I know where the ocean is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Funny. Is that the great? Is that a great lake? Is that Lake Huron or is that the ocean? Oh, just kidding. Oh, uh, so I, I, I do call the pilots and like ask where we are. <laughs> I do call what? them. I'm like, hey, what are we flying over? That's funny. I do like looking at the little thing in Delta where you can see where your plane is. That's kind of neat. I like know? watching that. Yeah, yeah it's all I get to. It's like, ooh. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, sorry. Okay, let's get. We got really off the rails. But I mean, like, this is off the rails episode. This is a speculation episode where we're going to talk about all the things. We're even going to talk about the recent acquisition, or I don't even acquisition is the thing of a telehealth uh, company, so that Nim can prescribe GLP one medications. You know, we're going to talk about the savings car. We're going to talk about type two diabetes and like this medication and like maybe what's going to happen with the FDA approval or like the of at the end of the mm-hmm. year and stuff like that. We're going to talk about all the things. So let's get we started. Need to. Let's start with having our get. We do need to, like we are literally having this conversation because we, we all feel very strongly that you need to hear different perspectives and we want you to hear like, of course what we think, but we also want to make sure the conversation is had because there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now like yeah. if you're in this community you have seen the shit like so <laughs> so let's talk about it without further ado let's invite in our community guest lisa lisa hey, hey lisa Hi, welcome to the craziest episode we've had yet <laughs> <laughs> and i love prince i'm so happy oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm singing back. I'm like singing 1999. Or, uh, yeah, 1999 in my head. Yeah. Oh, Lisa that is a that crazy Prince person. We are like already. We are like already in love with you because I'm obsessed with Prince. I like have a lock of his hair. <laughs> You said that on the recording. So I yeah, just, I do. I have I come forward I, with my weirdness. Come forward with yours, Janine. Bring it. Bring just the weirdness. Be, bring the weirdness out. Hey, so, listen. We have candy uh, on the weird side. Just come join us. Okay. Uh-huh. Plus side no on the weird side. Slash <laughs> weird side. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, so Lisa, <laughs> something yeah. that you probably have seen that we will keep the same this episode um, is that it's important to the girls and I, um, as well as many people in our community, that we give people space to tell their story and their testimony so that we can understand because there's going to be somebody out there who's going to go, that sounds like me, right? Yeah. And that person's going to go, I should talk to my doctor instead of being doctor averse, never going, never getting help, and either getting really sick and having miserable existence when they don't have to or possibly unaliving early. And we don't want that. Right. So we want to hear your story. We want you to have space where it's uncut, unfiltered. You just talk to us. And then after that, we'll speculate our faces off. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. Ready, set, go. So, uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. My name is Lisa. Um, I live in Orange County, California. So I'm, I'm always, I'm, it's so funny. I'm always on like so much later than everybody else. I feel like I'm one of the only ones on the West Coast. But um, so my story with Manjaro started like, I remember writing myself out a diet when I was in second grade and I still have it. It has, it has an infographics on it and what I was going to eat. And I showed one of my brothers and he's like, I'll help you. And I'm like, looking back, I was thinking about this today in second grade, I was doing this. Um, And I always call, I mean, I was always, I don't, I think I was really obese until I gained 30 pounds in high school, but I was always the bigger friend. So then that's where I, brought in comedy and um, makeup and doing anything to divert. Um, I grew up in a big Italian family where food, it's like any culture, right? Where you have a rich culture, food is a big part of it. So it was like, and I'm sure everybody can relate to this happy, sad, any emotion, any celebration being it happy or sad um, food was involved. And um, so, but the time I was in my, in high school, uh, I gained 30 pounds my senior year in high school. Um, and at that point, my, I mean, my mom always had weight issues too. So, so she, I was at that point started the cycle. So Jenny Craig, Lindora, um, slim fast, this awful diet where you made, uh, these muffins out of this weird jello stuff. It was 800 calories a day. Um, so it just, and it just, it, it was, it was every diet that you could imagine. And of course it's the, it's the roller coaster up and down. Um, and, uh, I remember being in college and at a sorority at a fraternity party and a guy comes up to me, he's like, you know what? You're really pretty, but you're really fat. And I was like, wow. wow. So did you um, punch him? Cause that would have been really hard for me not to punch him. Oh my gosh. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Of course, like hindsight is 2020. So I walked away yeah. and I was like, and turn. I didn't really I didn't cry. I was just like, yeah. Wow. So of course then all my, you know, my girlfriends rallied around me and, um, but it's still stuck and I still remember that. But, um, um, so anyway, graduated college and then, um, um, uh, got into pharma. And I remember my friend saying, you know, there's no, there's no fat pharma reps. And I'm like, 
look around and I'm like, there really wasn't, there really wasn't. And, um, so at that, so at that point too, I would be, um, you know, still on a diet and, and never really, um, where I considered myself to be really in obese. Um, cause I just never felt that way. Um, and so, you know, I, I, uh, had my first two boys and then, um, when we wanted to try for a third, my doctor was like, you, you told me I had PCOS. In the meantime, I was diagnosed with, um, hypothyroidism, family history of diabetes. Um, and so she said, you have PCOS, but at the time it was, I could only take, um, metformin. So took that. It was awful. It was awful drug. It was, you know, I, I had her. diarrhea. Then I'd had constipation, um, horrible. I mean, just horrible side effects. Everyone that you could have, I had, but I was on it cause I wanted to get pregnant. So I lost enough weight to get pregnant at that point. And, um, and so had, you know, had our son and, and, uh, he's healthy. And then, and then Victoza came out in 2014 and he's like, do you want to try this drug? It's a GLP one. And of course I didn't even question him. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. And if my insurance covered it, it was no question because there was no hype around this at the time. And I had a history, family a history of taking, I mean, if metformin first, no problem. Victoza. And then he said, there's a new one that came out in 2017, Ozempic. Fine. Took that. And it was better than Victoza because I was a horrible patient with Victoza on the daily shot. Better patient on Ozempic. And then um, and then I'm scrolling through TikTok and I'm like, Manjaro. So then I went to my doctor. I'm like, I want Manjaro today. He's like, okay. Wrote it. I got it. No problem. Um, um, but then my insurance at that point said no. Um, but I had the coupon. I had the original coupon. So I was I was good. And actually I had two – at that point I had two prescriptions. So um, – so I knew I would be fine moving forward. And, um, um, and then I developed, discovered this amazing community on TikTok and all of you. And I feel like I finally am in a place where I can talk about this stuff and I can share my experiences. So working in a pharma, it was a rep forever, then worked in account management. And they've always called on payers for the last, like, since 2008. And um, so the payers are the insurance companies. and now. I work in market access where we our customers are the um, the PBMs. So, oh, okay. so it's a it's a it, it's it's interesting. It's a really interesting feel. I've been in a part of discussions with these people, and um, you know we have the big pharma side. So, so trust me, I am also a patient. Even I work in big pharma, but I'm also a patient. So I understand what people are saying about about the big pharma side. But I also understand how that what those discussions look like with yeah. PBMs. And they are gnarly sometimes. So um, yeah. I'm so happy to be here. I'm, thank you for having me. And um, yes, and um, I'm glad we have this this time together. Yes, me thank too. You. Thank you so much yeah. for coming. I can completely relate. And like I had a situation like that too. And it's so funny looking back, like hindsight, where someone says something to you like that, like that guy said to you. I remember when I went out with a guy once, and he was like, I, he, was, he had been drinking. He was like, I don't mean to be rude, but if you lost 50 pounds, you would be hot. Oh my and god. At the time, I didn't say anything. I was just inside a puddle on the floor. Like, yeah. But now I'm like, bitch, I've always been hot. Like, yeah. and I would have said that to his face now, regardless yeah. of the fact that I haven't yeah. lost all my weight yet. You know what I mean? Perfect. Because I, there's a level of like confidence. I think that one comes with time, right? And two comes with like, you know, as you, as you take this medicine, because just you, you, and I don't know that you guys have had this, but I just see things like a whole different perspective, you know, like yeah. I'm just able to see things 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. You know, they always say, do you know how they always say that we only use a small portion of our brain? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like my brain fires totally differently now. Like probably like it should have always, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Anyway, you yada, yada. extra confidence and stuff like that. Like, man, I'm totally <laughs> yeah. familiar. My mom, I know that. Trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know that they say yeah. things out of love, but my mom used to always say stuff yeah. like that. Like, you'd be so yeah. striking if you just lost some more yes. weight. Such a beautiful okay, mom. Like, yeah. okay, I understand. Yes, this medication is still obsessed. Like, why? I feel like the Mariah Carey yeah. song now. Like, why are you still obsessed with me? Like. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But like yeah. these kinds of comments, like even from your mom and stuff, like I, what I've learned is mostly because my baby sister taught me this. She, she's so smart, but she was like, listen, like when people say that shit, like it's way more about them and right. their insecurities and mm-hmm. their That's lack of more. feeling in any way than it is about you. You just so happen to be like way the more. target. Yeah. Like yeah, it's just not. Yeah. And so but when I hear these things, back it, it hurts them. sometimes, right? Like people always. still say it, especially in our community. They jump in on our lives. They comment on our videos, uh-huh. and, you know, and it's just, and if one more person tells me to eat less and move more, like mm-hmm. I've just, I'm done with it. I used to like, yeah. I used to be like, you know what? You have cracked the code. <laughs> like that's what it's supposed exactly. to be. You have okay. solved 40% of America's obesity. You I got to tell you one thing. And one thing yeah, I don't know everybody talks, which I'll tell you, tell you. Um, no, so I always used to get, I would still get them like with, where men would come up to me and be like, you know what? I'm not normally attracted to big girls, but you're so sexy or wow. you're so beautiful. Or, and then, or they'll, they'll phrase it with, I like big women. Okay, fine. But lately, I think maybe because I think it's 40 something and just started to get um, tired of it. I, I, I say kind of raw things. It's like, okay, do you have to preface with this? Is someone going to come out of the wall and because you want to have sex with the fat chick? Like what, what's, what's the deal? Uh, yeah, like you know, you know That's who awesome. doesn't do that is my husband. He's never like the hey yeah. no, like anyway. Same. Yeah, so I'm smart ass <laughs> now. Before I used to be like, oh god, whatever. But now I'm like, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't like assholes, but you're still an yeah. asshole. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. <laughs> but this oh, medication yeah, like, has given yeah, us so much courage. Like you yeah. hear about it, where things that you used to let slide, slide. Yeah. You know, you would let them slide in the past now yeah. oh no buddy you know mm-hmm. it is like pull up on me bro you know <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not sure i think it's a co- it could be a combination of like i think once i hit over 40 i just you know oh yeah it's definitely an age i have no time for the shit <laughs> yeah, i already kind of felt that way over 40 and then like once i took the medicine, but then yeah like, oh, yeah yeah yes. i am like yeah. that now yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, well, I've segmented out for us to talk about certain things. And so I was thinking we could kind of dig in. Um, But here's kind of what I was thinking. So I was thinking we could kind of start about the Majera Savings Card. So like I mentioned at the beginning, it ends in June, right? Um, For people who are not covered by your insurance. Um, But they did drop a new one. So I wanted to kind of talk about that and what the differences Mm -hmm. are. Um, And then also talk about like, what do we think in terms of, you know, the FDA approval for obesity with this? We have this Vermont 2 data that was out, you know, I guess about over a month now. And so everybody mm-hmm. thinks they're saying it's going to be Q4. Like, what do we think that's going to look like? And do we think they're going to honor this card, like this new card that says you have to have type 2 diabetes? Like, do we think they're going to offer that, you know, um, or cover that? Like, I just kind of mm-hmm. want to just like speculate about these things because I know our community is thinking it. Um, and so obviously going forward, community, please understand 
we're coming to a place of opinions. Now, opinions are like buttholes. And my husband says, everybody Everybody has one and everybody else's thinks everybody else's stinks. So (laughs) in general, just know that's where we're coming at you. If we're going to throw a fact at you, we will say it's a fact. But just assume going forward, we are speculating our faces off. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, tell me what, Lisa, I, I, I know you have experience with the whole idea of like savings cards in general, like based on like, how does this work? You know, when people bring these drugs to market and these savings cards, and then let's talk a little bit specifically about what you think about maybe the one that just came out. Yeah. So typically, I mean, the, the savings cards have been around for a long time and it's just, it really, I think the inception was when a lot of these specialty drugs came into play. So, yeah. um, so I think in the early 2000s. And, yeah. and the idea is, is that they want to keep patients on medications. So, I mean, that's ultimately they want, they want long-term patients. So, so, and the patients are evaluated, benefits are evaluated every year. So um, this drug was launched mid-year. So you have enduring chaos too. So, um, for example, um, when I was um, with AbbVie and we had Humira, um, there was patients that were that would that would start on the on the medication for the indication. So if you even look on the website, any website for specialty drugs, you'll look. It was just, just let's just say rheumatoid arthritis. Um, they would have to mark the box rheumatoid arthritis, but if they had a comorbidity or they had a different indication like psoriatic arthritis. Which was not the indicated. It was it was off label. They could still they could still use the savings card for that. Yeah. Um, now it's just I think there's so much hype around this particular card and this mm-hmm. drug because there's so many people that are affected by it and this and it works. I mean, this yeah. is not berberine. So yeah. so these drugs are studied and they work and there's so much noise around them and legally. I mean I mean Eli Lilly for with Manjaro in particular, and actually any of them, if, if the indication is for type two diabetes, they can't, they can't market off label for, for anything else. So they're kind of interesting in a little, mm-hmm. in a little conundrum until they get the obesity indication. So yeah. um, back in the day when there wasn't a lot of noise around this, this, I think there was a lot more leeway with, um, with off label. Um, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, but you're saying that in general, because they don't have the indication yet, regardless of the fact that so many people are using it off label for obesity, that they are permitted, right? Or, yeah. or not permitted to market, right? right? Like they are, they yeah, cannot. They, and they will never, I mean, any, any company cannot promote off label. So even yeah. if, okay. even, even if it's in the studies, like, like they wouldn't even be able to show any of that, any of the clinical studies um, um, in particular, they can, they can send them. To the doctors mm-hmm. because there's so many other um, um because these drugs are for type 2 diabetes to so lower a1c and just one of the side effects good side effects is, is weight loss they can't talk about right. they wouldn't be able to talk about that mm-hmm. um, as far as oh, so that's is that why like you know some of those commercials the advertisements they say and you may be able to lose a little weight or right. that's yeah all they can yeah say. Yeah. Yeah. But it is true though. And that's the thing is regardless of even these other, these other medications, like Ozempic, right? So Ozempic isn't for weight loss, but it still does cause weight loss. And that still is a positive side effect. And it's still something to highlight, you know? So especially now they have the indication, right? The approval, which is why we have Ogovi, but it still is a, it's a true fact. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, but I do think that it's weird. And I wonder, because I did see, remember when the Super Bowl came out and Manjaro had that commercial and they were actually in shortage when that happened. And I was like, 
Yeah, but like you, from a marketing yeah. perspective, you never stop building demand. Like you just don't. So, but at the same time, they had to be super careful with that piece, but they were never going to miss that opportunity for that nugget because anybody that struggles with type 2 diabetes, and we know Journey understands this firsthand, knows how difficult it is to lose weight, right? And that's why so many people that have type 2 diabetes struggle with obesity, you know? And I think that they really didn't miss that opportunity. And they play that commercial like crazy. People are like, why are they doing this? It's a shortage. I'm like, they're going to be out of shortage soon. Like they, they, they know. I think they learned from Ozempic what Gobi's total cock up, like with, with the shortage at the time of last year, I think they were like, okay, this may happen. How do we recover? Because they recovered quick, you know, like, I mean, it was like a month and they had, they were out of short, they were, they weren't marked a shortage anymore, you know? Yep. Anyway, yeah. that's that. But it just, just always you know. seems to be a constant shortage. It's just like, yeah, you like, I think that isn't going to stop. I don't for think three months and then yeah. another three yeah. months you don't. So, yeah, yeah. on drugs all the time. I, when I was a hospital rep, too, I remember the yeah. buyers because there's certain drugs that you just cannot have shortages on, and there's shortages. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, I mean, it, it happens. This is just, we're just affected by this, but it's it's a lot of drugs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like my son has a medication that he, cause he has some sensitivities and he uh-huh. has a medication that he has to have this one for this thing. And I'm not going to say it's just public, but, um, we couldn't find it anywhere. And like, I was calling it because there's a shortage, you know, and that was, that was completely nothing to do with any of this. This has been going on for a long time. Right. And, um, and I think people forget that. And so automatically the, the media takes that narrative. Right. And they just start running with it. At, oh, all these right. people, the, all these fat, lazy people, like they're trying to steal the medicine from the diabetics and that's not even true, you know? And it's just like such bullshit. And so again, that's another reason why we're here venting and talking about these things, but yeah. It and is. I think, I, yeah. But right. about the savings card, so that's something we mentioned in June. It is a very hot topic right now because yes. many, many, many of our friends and our very large community on TikTok, on Facebook, you know, they're using this. And this medication has literally changed their lives. If you hear the testimonies and you've heard it on many of the episodes, they're incredibly impactful. And I'm sure some of you have heard one that goes, that sounds like me, you know? And so I think what's important is that with that going away, we've been talking for many months, like you should have a plan B and the plan B we've talked about is going on like, we'll go V if you can, if your insurance plans covers it or trying to get a pre-authorization approved, right. Um, or to find a way, even though you may not be able to use the savings card or save up and try to pay for the medication with cash or, and here's what I talk about, go on compound. And we've heard a lot of things in news about compound pharmacies and like, we're thinking, and y'all, we are seeing some shit like on, on social media about one, one dupes, right? Like people being like, this is an Ozempic dupe. It's cookie dough. Right. Or we see people saying, right. Yeah. Don't go. I heard one guy and I did rant. One guy was like, oh, like, here's my new accelerator plan. And these medications, sure, you lose weight when you go off them and you'll gain them all back. And they're experimental. The fuck they are. They are not experimental. (laughs) Stuff like that. Like, there's just so much crap. People taking this opportunity to take advantage of people in our community to try to get them on something else that they can afford. And I think in general, like with the savings card, it's like, what do we think they're going to do? Because a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to try to fill. I'm just, I'm going to still try to fill after June and see if it'll work. And like, I speculate, I speculate that there is air cover involved and that 
certain pharmacies, likely very large distributors, will likely have air cover to continue to accept savings cards even after they have expired. <laughs> now, do I think that's right or true? No, but I do think that because I here's the thing, like here's what I can't wrap my head around is that we are months, Eli Lilly is months away, months within the year of launching the biggest selling drug of all time, right? And they're months away from getting the indication for obesity and they busted it and spent tons of money getting the base for obesity, not just type two, because the base for obesity is much larger, right? Because 40% of Americans, right? We know they suffer with obesity. And so it's a much larger base. So, but it just doesn't make sense just to cut people no, off right look, at the nails. Look, you know what I'm saying? Look, oh, your name. No, let's speculate. Look, let's just roll it back a little bit. Okay, no, so we're going to disagree. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But it isn't that still I like the insurance companies that are, but, you know. You got to get them on board too, right? Like, wait a minute, but what, no, but what I'm saying is, is that yes, it's a 40% obesity. It's, it's a percentage of obesity. 40% of, of Americans are diabetic. So, so it is neck and neck. So the statement of it's more obesity. Fair, fair, fair. Fair, fair. But. Right. But it like isn't anything to be like, oh, well, we have more. No, 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 no. no. You can't diminish one. And I'm not saying that you I'm just saying that we as a community cannot diminish one (laughs) disease to make another to like justify something. Well, not to mention how many of those people that 40 percent that we're talking about that are obese or diabetic are, are both. Right. Like, I'm sorry. That's a lot. You know what I'm huh? saying? Like those who are, Horrible. we know that 80 to 90% of people that are obese struggle with type two. Do you know what I'm saying? True. True. Yeah. But so it's but, like, I don't even know what the differentiations of numbers is there. That's well, I mean, because they're the same, but they're different and people yes. want them to be the same and they're not. And I think <clears> that yeah. we have to be responsible in yeah. our messaging, yeah. period, across the board. You have yes. to be responsible with that. And diabetes and obesity are very similar, but yes. they are not the same. So no. in terms of the savings card, if anyone listens, and Lisa, I'm not sure if you agree with this or not, but if you listen to Eli Lilly's financial calls, they want this $25 card gone no matter what the conspiracy theory is <laughs> they want their money like they want it. their money and that's what they want and so yeah. it seems like to me and this is just to me it seems like a good segue to the obesity you know for it to be fda approved for obesity now i guess and and i'm with you all what are they going to do after December 30, 31st. 30. Yeah. Because now the savings card is saying that you attest in all caps. Yeah. Which that I'm just like, eh. And yeah. that you're and 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 everything is diabetic. So it's like yes. they tightened it, but it kind of made sense what Lisa was saying. It's like, did they legally have to do that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't know either. Like, what is that exchanging hand situation like? If you choose to download the new savings card, and if you choose to attest that you're type two and you aren't, say you're insulin resistant, but you're not type two, you know, even if you're as close as you can get in pre-diabetes, if you say you're type two and that's your, but you haven't actually, you don't have that diagnosis, you know, what does that mean if you use the card to fill? And do we think that pharmacies are even going to allow that or are they going to require going forward that you have the type two diabetes because we've seen a lot coming through right now. We see on our, also on social media and our community, we're seeing a lot of people saying that we're getting pullback from these pharmacy benefit managers or coming and sending these very sweeping emails and, and letters to doctors and to all of us saying, Hey, like going forward, point blank period, GLP one, you have to have type two unless it's yeah. Wagovia or Sexenda, you know? So that's what we're, what we're hearing a lot of right now. And it's yeah. like, so I think we need to decide, like, what does that mean? And I, and, and, and we don't know, right? Like we're all, again, this world is speculating, but we don't really know, but I would really like to understand. And maybe Lucy, you do like when someone attests that something is true and then they use it, are they possibly on the hook for the money? If the, if the pharmacy actually honors the coupon or is the pharmacy on the hook? Like, how does that work? Is anybody on the hook? Are there hooks at all? Are we fishing at anything? I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly, but my my assumption is we're just guessing here amongst friends mm -hmm. that if that once it's 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 who assumes the risk. So so once once that pharmacy dispenses the drug, so they have assumed the risk when they give it to the patient. So they mm -hmm. could probably come back after the patient, but the mm -hmm. likelihood of getting paid is probably pretty low. Um. So 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 that I really, I mean, they could they could send you bills for it. But yes. Legally, I don't. I really don't. I don't know. I don't either. And, yeah. I mean, to your point, I, I think that they, like, manufacturers really, I mean, they don't, we don't want to pay. I mean, because if, if, if you're paying $25 as a patient, who's paying for the rest of that drug? That'd be the manufacturer. Yeah, right. So ideally, yeah. ideally, that's why they, they depend on people in my, in my role that they can go back to the PBMs and get access, get coverage for these medications. So then, yeah. so then we're shifting the cost then to the, um, the PBM and the plan. So, right. Which is what they ultimately want, because right, I think right. the cash pay market for anybody spending eight hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a month or whatever, maybe relive yeah. for these medications is pretty low. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like I feel like that's a very small revenue stream that they would expect. So it makes right. sense that they would want to get on more families. But from what I understand, they need more time to do that. And yes. then with the new indication for obesity, that's even like more time. Exactly. You know, how much time does that, you know, just and. In your expert experience, like how much time does that, you know, essentially take yeah. or is there a range for, for to, to get coverage yeah. or to like once to, the indication is there to be able to get it on formularies? Is it years to do the rollout so, of it? I would say it just depends. So, so it, it really depends on, on the individual plan. So they need, they'll talk about efficacy. So that you need to bring the data to them and pricing. And then there's, there's all kinds of rebates and admin fees that we, that, that, that like the money circle that we pay in pharma to the medical side of the plan and to the pharmacy benefit side of the plan mm -hmm. okay. and about the employer, because it doesn't matter if the plans like let's say um, Optum has a, a buffet of different plans that they offer um, to different employers. And they're like, okay, yeah. it depends on how much you want to spend as an employer on your, on your employees. So an optum in New York could be, you know, for the, to say the state of New York would be different than an optum for the, the state of Georgia. 
you know, yeah. any employee, any employee. So um, ultimately it's going to come down, down to the employers. That's why I am really, yeah. well, you got to talk to your employer about coverage. Yeah. Yep. Okay, yep. So still, yeah. We're, we're still going back to the employer. But yeah. It yeah. It does. Yeah. Well, and that's another reason that I've said too, like we've been seeing a lot of statements like, Hey, going forward, like, again, like with the pharmacy benefit managers saying, you're going to have a have to type for anything that's a GLP-1, unless your plan covers the weight loss versions of these GLP-1s, you're going to have to have this, you know, diagnosis. But the thing is, is it really just has to put on the plan and the plan depends on what they've decided with the company and with your, with your job. Because like, even though people have said things like, and this is like, I mean, I have a big company, so I'm not concerned to say this, but my company allows for me to take Ozempic or did off label. And it wasn't a problem, you know? Um, and, but like other, anything else I were to take and honestly, Trulicity, I can take off label. I can take the Toza off label and it wasn't a problem and they would cover it. And, but my company also covers Wagovi. So now they're trying to push me to do Wagovi instead of Ozempic, which is like, fine, I needed to go up anyway. And I'm, I'm very open about this because again, this, I, I work for a huge company, a huge public company. So it's like not a secret, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's and that's just how they do their stuff. But I even I got a letter that was like, hey, and they never said anything like as as drastic as other people, right? That have said mm-hmm. like, oh, um, you know, no more. Like a very big sweeping statement. It was we're working with your company, and we want you to have them contact us to do a preauthorization because we want to make sure you're using this medication safely, and and that was it, you know. So it's and we as my whole point is like I don't like us to be like all pharmacy benefit managers will have this going forward. I do think they make very big memos and very big shows of this is what we think, but there are exceptions to every rule. And I think that has to do with money and the plan that your employer has chosen. But that is like what I think, um, but I'm speculating. Anybody else got an opinion? No? Hmm. Yes, maybe. <laughs> Tell it me. Just, it just seems I mean, so it's down to your Yeah. You yeah. know, and like Lisa was saying, like you, I know, like for me, you just take for granted that the drug just appears and it yeah. works, and you're yeah. like, okay, and and but it's yeah. such a process to yeah. get medication to you, you know, yeah, and, and I know just going to my doctor last week and overhearing some doctors and Lisa and Kat, you know, Kim, I'm not sure if you all have heard this also, but in terms of the savings card and in terms of like stock levels and everything, they, they were saying that this, you know, the rules have been tightened because diabetics couldn't get their medication. This was coming from doctors. And I was just like, I didn't say anything. I just kept my sure. mouth shut. You were like, I'm on a podcast about this issue. Right. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I started to ear hustle a little bit. And, and you know, and I'm not sure if, like, is, is that really one of the reasons? I know that, I mean, I'm a diabetic, but I've never had an abnormal issue of getting my medication. I can truly yeah. say is that. Is that one of the reasons? Like, is there, it? Is it? I, Type two diabetes is that's what they were saying. And they were, you know, kind of off to themselves. And I said, Oh my gosh, I think that's a good question for Lisa because they, they were saying, yeah, diabetics weren't able to get their medications, but I'm like, huh? And I just thought of me Mm -hmm. and 
I haven't had a problem, but I know I'm not an island. So I didn't know if that was really the message or. I think they for sure play this shit up as much as possible because I think that's the best narrative because I don't think the drug companies want to take any accountability that they haven't planned accordingly. And I think that they will put up a spend that they can. To make it sound like it is the fault of the fat people. Because, I mean, that's... that's oh, the they're going to shift right? like, it. Oh, they're going to shift know? the blame. Yeah. Like, come on. That's, this is America. That's what it's all about, right? Like, don't look over here. Well, this hits with me. Like, you know, like, that's just what they do with yeah. everything. Especially, I think, with big pharma. It's very hard to, like, have this medication and have it change your life the way it is. But also hate big pharma. <laughs> Because yeah. one, they employ a lot of people, and two, they do make some good shit. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's like Lisa would have all of that experience, Lisa. right? Yeah. 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 But I mean, Lisa, is that the narrative in the medical community? That they can't get the 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 diabetic patients can't get the medicine? Correct. Yeah. Well, there's a shortage issue. Um yeah. but, the, but a lot, especially like so I have an endocrinologist. He he um is prescribed to me, but so they're the ones that are seeing the diabetic patients and patients that have other like hypothyroidism, PCOS. Right. The ones, I mean, they're the hormone doctors. So they, yeah. so they're very, I don't think, um, I have not heard that, but I can also tell you that, um, I mean, Eli Lilly, I'm very confident the reps that are going in there are not, are they're talking about patients with type two diabetes. So yeah. anything, anything else, any other patient. And, and there's, I mean, these doctors are getting, are, are, patients are requesting these, these drugs. So I think there's just onslaught. So I think, yeah, that diabetic patients that, that are prescribed it and can't get it. It's, it's definitely an issue. Um, yeah. It, you know, um, I mean, are you asking me, I don't know if doctors might be even, um, being judicious about who they write it for. Are they going to, that's what we're them? hearing. Oh, oh, that's the new thing. oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> So last week, and, um, and I haven't even talked about this. So this is the first time that I've talked about this, um, openly my doctor who I've been with for over 20 years, and I've never seen her like this. And in, in our, you know, doctor patient visits, she actually, she had her iPad which I have also, and yeah. she sent over the refill for Mount Jaro to my pharmacy. However, she said, oh, wait a minute. And like, she got really nervous. And she said, let me make sure that I put this diagnosis code on your script. And she also gave me a paper script just in case. And she put the a diagnosis code and circled it on the bottom left-hand corner. And she said, Janine, if I don't put a diagnosis code on your prescription, you will not get it. And I said, what? Where did she hear that? She had to have heard that from somebody. So, you know, so, right. So she said, they may not be communicating with you all, but they're communicating with us. She didn't say yeah. who they was. Yeah, and who is the they? Is it the pharmacy benefits manager? Because that's what Suburban RX, right? He didn't that was on say. episode two. Yeah. Right. They, did you see that? He showed one from Humera that was yeah. like, hey, going forward, this is the thing. But like, what does that matter to them? Do you understand? Right. Like, but, I don't but she was saying as a patient, she said, as your doctor, I yeah. now have to I have to put a diagnosis code on yeah. your Mount Jaro prescription. 
Next time you go, I want to know why she thinks that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Well, it wasn't a think, honey. It's but she it. knew. Why does she know that? That like, who told her she has to do that? There has to be somebody. She didn't who's say who. Who's the hate? Who communicated? But she yeah. said that she's been receiving official communications. So from PBS. About that. She yes. didn't say from who. Yeah. But it's oh, like, right. yeah. but if the doctor yeah. has nothing to do with pharmacy, then I don't understand why a PBM would even matter to them. Look, yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, so then when I get to my I pharmacy, look, so then when I get to my pharmacy, I uh-huh. ask my pharmacist, like, hey, yeah. do you require a diagnosis code for Mount Jaro? And she said, no, we don't. She said, but the insurance company will kick it back. If there's not one. Oh, okay. Janine froze. Ready? We're gonna do our we're gonna do our countdown. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. What let go? Live it up. Oh. <laughs> That's how we say. There she is. I can count that shit down now. I got it. <laughs> All right, you're back. So they said they'll kick it back, and that's where you left off, and you got frozen. Now you're on mute. Yeah. Oh, now you're on mute. Are you on mute? Janine, I hate your internet. Oh. Okay, now you're on mute. Talk again. Can you hear us? This happens once an episode. Oh. It's kind of become a joke. <laughs> All right, you might have to leave and come back. I don't. Know. I can see. I mean, I can see the the um, the 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 PBMs requiring that, and yeah. uh, and the, I mean, and then the, but the pharmacies are the ones that are holding the bag. At the end of the day, it's like you yeah, know, literally, they have the drug. <laughs> Between the drug and the patient. So, yeah. Um, and they want to yeah. get reimbursed. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I know my husband, so he worked for McKesson for a really long time. And he mm-hmm. was like, sometimes getting reimbursed can take months. Oh, yeah. And it's very, it's very like, it takes a long time and they want their money now. And this medicine is like really expensive. Yeah. He was like, so I can see mm-hmm. them trying to be like very judicious about, ju- judicious about it, mm-hmm. right? Really wanting to, make sure that they are getting it as quick as possible or making sure they're giving people they think is a short, sure bet. Right. Um, And I get that. Like I see, I see all of those things changing, but speaking of pharmacy benefit managers now, legitimately, I'm pretty sure now we, we, we have some people in our community that are on GLP ones. Some of our people in our community that work for pharmacy benefit managers because they're big companies just Mm -hmm. like you that works in pharma, like doesn't make it all bad. You know, you ain't bad guys. And it's not your decision, you know, but they still understand what it is we're going through, but it is still their job. And many of them are having to go through and do audits of PAs that got approved before that maybe shouldn't have been because of recent changes. And I don't know what that change equals or what that right. change was, but it all seems to be centering around Manjaro. It all seems to be centering around their FDA, lack of FDA approval for obesity yet. And to be centering around the ending of the savings card because that's where the timing has been. So we have seen a lot of people in our community say that they are having pharmacy benefits managers use TikTok to use as a search engine to be able to try to figure out ways that people are getting PAs approved, right? Yeah. And maybe they shouldn't because they don't have type two and that they're sharing it with other people in the community. And then they're using said loopholes and tricks, you know, to be able to do that. And then causing this massive increase in PAs and this massive increase of medications that weren't necessarily covered before that all of a sudden are being covered. So they're right. taking our stuff that's very public and like using it against us, if you will. And we have seen this a lot. Um, so I'm curious, like, do you know much about that? Like, I have is that something they do? 
about that because when, when we, uh, back in 2008, when we were educating physician groups on the Affordable Care Act, um, it, that's where all of the focus was coming into play of who is costing the plans money. So the medical yeah. side and the pharmacy side. So, and so uh, um, we, were, we were actually worked with Price Waterhouse and they were talking to the groups and they said, every plan has either a star rating or a color system or some kind of rating system by every doctor and how much money they cost the plan. So yeah. if, they, if they're an outlier in a, in a, in a, if they're, if they're billing a lot and they're highly profitable or they are pushing in, pushing in so too many PAs, they're, they're, they're unnecessary. They're like uh, unwillingly or unwittingly, um, um, bringing attention to themselves. So yeah. is, is the amount of, is it the, is it like the, um, um, the telehealth doctors that are doing a lot of these PAs, are they the ones that are being targeted or is it just yeah. PAs in general, in general? I, that's yeah. Like yeah. Wow. I can imagine it's also likely the, the very successful ones. Like, so we know, and here's the thing, if they're, and this is a big statement. If there are a, if it is a telehealth company, a telehealth doctor or any doctor that is a specialist, like obesity specialist or endocrinologist, they are the ones that we know from our community and education probably know the most about the disease of obesity, the disease of diabetes, and how these medications can be used to treat those two things, um, whether it's together or separate. So I think what's important to think about is that, you know, as, as we are learning, like, um, about like these different ones that have are more successful than other, the chances are that if you're going to go to someone that's a specialist, the things that are going to get approved, right. Are for sure the one, like that's going to, it's going to look like a lot, right. Because it's one person that's targeting one thing. So of course there's going to be, you know, 2000 PAs for this with maybe 800 approved, I don't know, whatever, like the approval rate is going to be higher for somebody that actually knows about this disease and about these medica medications because they know how to do the wording and the diagnosis codes and all of those different things. You know what I mean? So I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I can see that if they were looking at an uptick that they would notice that, but is that necessarily a bad thing? No, because they're specialists. You know what I mean? But I still can see them being like, oh, low hanging fruit, <laughs> you know, and yeah. starting there. Yeah. And the doctors aren't profiting. It's not like a, like a, they're no. not using these, this medication in their office. So they're not getting any kind of, there, there's yeah. no possibility, but they're just trying to help. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's where I think that the, the, the peer to peer discussions are so important that these okay, doctors. For sure. And they, how does that, how does that even work? Because like, I haven't gotten that for yet. Like with the whole yeah. peer to peer, like what level of the process of like appeal does that usually happen? So I had a, I, my fourth appeal for, um, I actually got to the third level at care because care marks my PBM. So, yeah. um, so, so, um, without revealing too much information, the doctor needs to, to, to get a hold of the prior off department at that point and have a discussion. So, yeah. um, and that, and at, can, at the fourth level or after and, the fourth, after the, well, after, I mean, I would say it depends on your, on your plan. Cause sometimes it only allows two, you know, an appeal no. and it's you know, two pills right. after the day. And then they okay. then they kick you off. But I was like, hell no, you were not doing that to me. So that's, that's yeah. four. Um, and it was, you know, the, it was just the uh, my doctor's MA just was just did not she she in the original PA she put in she said I had um, hypoglycemia and I was like, bitch, like what is that? Like <laughs> she ruined a, a whole PA for me. And, um, and that's when I just that's when I took over and it was like I'm and he's just I mean and I. Don't want to get too because I don't I don't want to reveal any a lot of information here. Um, yeah, because, of course not. Um, but I actually I helped my doctor get to the point, and 
and you know they're really busy and they can still look at your chart but if you yeah. have if they have all of your information ready you know kind of bullet pointed out and you know ready to talk about that discussion mm-hmm. between them and the prior off department is mm-hmm. is you know that's what kind of yeah. can push it over yeah. so um but you know yeah. my doctor i mean these doctors spend hours a day um or like my doctor says he spends one extra hour a day just on pas he's like i'm not getting paid wow. for that so wow. you know that's a lot that's a lot wow it is and then i think also doctors that aren't specialists i don't have like pa departments right and they're just like oh, yeah. small gps or um you know i think that they mm-hmm. have even a bigger issue because because honestly i feel like i've got a lot of really good care from my from my um gp but the problem that i came to is like they really didn't know how to do pas for them something this complex right and that was such a struggle. And but a beastly specialist, they they do know how. And not all of them, not all of them could think outside the box and realize like. And it's not that. And that's the thing too is like, sure, there are some people that are looking for, I guess, ways around things. And it's but you know what kills me? The reason that they're fucking doing that. I'm sorry, I'm laying it out there. The reason they're doing that is because we have been driven to this. The problem is, is we get these medications and this type of medication, which we know works, that has changed our lives, right? And we're at the point now where we will do whatever it takes to find whatever loophole it is to get the medication that we need. And it's, why are we driven there? That is absolutely ridiculous because here's what's going to happen. And we'll talk about it in a second. We have compound, right? So we have compounded medications that we know they're a bunch out there that are not safe. There are not safe practices. We know some that are more safe, but none of them are FDA approved, right? So at the end of the day, we're all out there taking risk. And there are people making some crazy freaking connections on social media to buy compound semaglutide or semaglutide RV7 from individuals or meta spas and being paid that like, oh, okay, sure. Like it's cool. Come in here and we'll give you an injection. These medications were made for you to do your own injection. Like, what are you doing? And they're all trying to capitalize on it and take advantage of people in our community. But what makes me mad is we are driven here because we can't go back. Like once you're at this level with this medication and it's the only thing that's ever worked because you have had a biological dysfunction in your body and is now solving it. And you are at a level mentally where you're like, I was sick for however many years I cannot go back. So then you're willing to do and take these different risks. And so it's a massive problem. I'm terrified for our community because the stuff I am seeing is blowing my mind. And back to that, please make sure people that are listening, if you choose compound and many of us are pro compound as long as it's safe. Okay. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to choose that, we have episodes two, seven and eight part one and two, where we talk about red flags to look for, do not do that shit. Make sure that if you're going to choose any of this, sorry, hang on my soapbox. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. There are plenty of things that you can look for. And there are ways around this. And y'all, this is not this is not the end of this journey. This is we're in the middle of where GLP ones are at this point. Just like Lisa said, it's been what 2012. Then you say that you took lactose. Like, oh, yeah, so right. That's yeah. how long. So we're in the middle, right? Like of of where these things are going. Just like Alex said, like in in you know three years, you're gonna look back and remember we took Majaro. Oh yeah, but now we take this one that's so much better, right? right? Yeah. Like this, we're there. We're there. We're on the other side of this. At this point. So I hate for people to make these like really rash decisions when maybe we're three to six months from them getting the next best thing for them because there's actually approval and it's safe, you know? So the whole thing like really concerns me. As you can tell, I got a little passionate there for a minute. 
what do y'all think? <laughs> I'm going to make this, this silly analogy like I always do. And please, please understand my sense of humor is just how I cope and deal with life. So same. Listen, <laughs> Eli Lilly is like Nino Brown and we out here like Pookie, just looking, we just need a, we need our hit. You know, I just, it's, it's so true. It's though. so like, bad though. I'm out here like I have to, and it's not that we're hooked with you. It's that we don't want to be. You what? Would you say your name? You know, I so have to agree with you because some of the stuff I've seen is Mm -hmm, some real mm -hmm. junky behavior, and I'm like, yeah. And you know, again, I'm not judging, but no, like it's desperation, Janine. Like that's the thing. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would feel the exact same way if I did not have access to this medication because I was sick for so long, and now I'm not sick anymore. It's okay, and not just a taste, like a year of you being like, "Oh my god, there's light on the other side." And nobody was bothering. Nobody was bothering me for a few months, and then all of a sudden, oh, uh, we're not going to cover this, and yeah, and then it it turned into a um, a rat race, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But then Mm -hmm. I, you know, then the PAs came out. Yeah. Um, Like you know, like like I was telling you guys earlier before we started recording, like I just. I went to the pharmacy with my, yeah. my cheeks clenched. To see. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're, you're trying to follow the rules like as much as possible. And, you know what I mean? And so my yeah. plan did, did still cover it. So I didn't, you yeah. know, for now. That's so, good. For now. So we all Lord. only have for now, right? Because they change mm-hmm. this shit all the time. Like Lisa knows. And then on the, and it's then also. Moving, I feel like it's a moving target. Yeah, like they'll change like criteria, just like the savings card. Like I love how the savings card, it's like, we reserve the right to change whatever we want, whenever we want, however we want. And you oh, they said that one. That was the the last one, though. Yeah. Yeah. They said that before. And people people became so incensed and saying, you can't mess with my Maljaro. Well, they can. Yes. Look, you know why? Yes. Because it's theirs. Yeah. They own the patent. But yeah. it has become such a, a part of people's lives. But Lisa, yes. why like why do you think that they came out with this type of savings card? Like, why didn't they just I mean, like where everything is diabetes, diabetes, diabetes. I mean You mean the one that just came out? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Because that's what the FDA indication is. Yeah. Period. Do, they, does, I mean, it, does it put anything in jeopardy with like them getting approval with the FDA? No, I don't think so. No, like if they were to market, they'll, it find, they'll get fined millions or billions of dollars. Like, fine. I mean, as far as like from the FDA, theory, is that who finds them? Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. you'll see if you if you you could do easy Google searches. I think Pfizer was yeah. the first billion dollar. Um, like, um, yeah. label. I mean, I was part of one. You know, we had a consent decree. We had a, a, a um, where you, like you, and then you have to take all these compliance modules about. about yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, wow. so, if they were allowing, if they were knowingly allowing scripts to go through that were not for type two diabetes in particular, I mean, it really goes against the, the guidelines. Yeah, so, and they, yeah. Can, and they can get sued. Lots but of fines. I want to say something about compounding pharmacies. This is what I say because if, yes. if a push came to shove, and I needed to get a compound, I would look for a compound. But a couple things. Yeah. Um, 
I would, if, if your prescriber would, would bet their medical license against that compounding pharmacy, then I would feel comfortable using that compounding pharmacy because yes. if something went wrong with me, I would not only sue that pharmacy, but I would sue the provider for, for, yeah. for driving it to me. Um, but it's highly profitable. I have a friend who, who yeah. uh, I work with, who was a pharmacist, owned a pharmacy and the margins, he said he used, they used a compounding pharmacy for certain drugs. Yeah. He's, they loved it because the, the margins were like between 35 and 55% profit. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. they're highly, highly profitable. Um, he said, but it's not regulated. Like the, yeah. it's not yeah. regulated like we in pharma are. There's different reg- yeah. regulations. A lot of that's why they're, they're going after the states. And my guess is ultimately that Eli Lilly and Novo Nordisk are going to go after the raw material chain supply chain. Yeah. These are and how does that work? I don't even know where do they get the raw. T- yeah. Where do they get the raw materials. You know what? I, so what I've what I was told from my pharmacist friend um, is that is that if they come through Texas, that there's a, there's there's a big raw material plant or I guess distributor through Texas, that's a lot more reputable than if they're getting them directly from China and India. So, but yeah, okay. I can't verify that that's true. I mean, I I don't know anything about supply chain. That's like okay. That. We're speculating. It's yeah. okay. But that, I mean, it kind of makes sense. There's some kind of like U.S. regulation rather than just getting it from, you know, from China yeah. and India. So that's yeah. weird to me. Um, and I, there's, I mean, I've seen some really scary posts about, about compounding pharmacies. Yeah. I understand it. And people have, you know, come after me being informed. Like, I'm like, I'm like, look, I am big. Really pharma. Work there. I'm like a <laughs> person in pharma. Yeah. So, um, but I can tell you that, the, I can tell you that my colleagues in, um, Lily, at Lilly and Nova have worked really, really are working hard and probably getting their ass kicked every day. Yeah. Days. So wow. I don't envy them. Um, yeah. I really feel like they're, I think, I think that they're trying. Um, yeah. Well, wow. um, so last thing I wanted us to cover is that y'all know, remember that time that Weight Watchers slash Diet Culture bought a telehealth company and I flipped my shit a little on TikTok? Remember that time? Remember that day? Okay. <laughs> a little bit. So just a tiny bit. Remember passed. that time? Time has passed. <laughs> and we recently saw Jernine posted something about Noom mm-hmm. getting into the telehealth business so that they could start offering I call it getting into the Olympic business, but being yeah. able to prescribe GLP ones for um, a month. This, this looks like that maybe these big diet companies, it looks like this is like the train has fully taken off, right? It's, and it's a retirement to jump on. plan. I, right. you know, like, Noom and Weight Watchers are like, listen, like the only way that we can survive. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to go sit down with the counselor like at Jenny yes. Craig and feel like you're two inches tall every time you talk to them because yeah. they make you feel bad for not eating their cardboard mm-hmm. crap food yes. um, and staying on their calorie deficits. Mm-hmm. But now we're looking at Noom and Weight Watchers yeah. attaching. This is definitely that you can, yeah, this is the direction it's yes. going in. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. the thing is it's so crazy because before this, like less than a year ago, all we heard in the media was how the type two diabetics couldn't get their medication because of the fat people. Like that's all we heard. That was the spin. It's all their fault. It's all their fault because, you know, nobody, again, manufacturers, nobody went to accountability and that's all we could hear. And then of course the us on the obesity community was really having to like defend that off. And then us, and then of course people like Jernine, the sufferers were, were both, I'm sure felt very much in the middle and it's been quite the riff. Right. And then now we're at the point where the, the narrative in like less than six months has gone from what I just mentioned to, Oh, Hey, by the way, just kidding. 
it, there, it, the solution isn't to eat less and move more. Like that doesn't really actually work the disease of obesity. And you're right. You do have to be on these medications forever or something like it for a long period of time because it's chronic. And oh, this is actually the gold standard. And adding this with diet in Mexico, I'm like, you pieces of crap. The reason you're changing the narrative is because you, this again, this opinion, you are just, you're just, you're just being puppets. Like you're just, it's a marionette and there is money behind this. And as soon as diet culture was like not trying to defend itself anymore, like, Hey, come back to us. The drugs are bad. And now they're like, Oh, wait a minute. Like that is the future. And they've made this massive shift. And all of a sudden the whole narrative has changed like it in our favor. And so now all of my children yeah. from Weight Watchers, I'm like, I don't know. Like at least how are they going to get those the- PAs? That's my question. Know. Girl, you, how is no one way watches going to get your insurance uh-uh, to cover uh-uh. this? Uh-uh. Yeah. Compounds. Compounds. Yeah. You watch. Oh, you think? Compounds. Because, yeah. because only if because if you notice, only a few of them say we go feed. They always yeah. say semaglutide, semaglutide. They really don't. But they use can't the they only do that technically? Isn't that something they really are only supposed to legally be able to do during a shortage, though? Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Semaglutide, semaglutide, has been approved for for weight loss, for obesity treatment. Yeah, but there's still a patent. Well, they can add B12 all they want to the stuff, but it's... it's You know what? That, That, I think, is such a good question because... Just yeah. like all of the doctors have said, and, you know, Lisa, and I can't even imagine the position you're in because obesity is such a complex disease and it's layers to it. So okay, maybe yeah. they're coming at it as like, this is another layer, but it seems like that's the last, like, <laughs> end of the road. They they will try to to me, I think they're going to try and do diet and exercise first. And then if that doesn't work, then they'll prescribe a semaglutide, semaglutide. And when I looked up Noom today, the reviews were absolutely horrible. They they rejected me. I I couldn't even get Noom. I was too far gone. Yeah, I don't think I was like, before all this, I was like, maybe I can try this. And, you know, another thing, right? I thought like, you was just like try watchers. Like, you just go in and say, you know, hey, give me a calorie deficit. You have to answer questions. And I don't know, but somehow Ooh. I was like, I'm a new reject. Like, no. <laughs> That's crazy. They put me, yeah, I tried noon. They put me on like, say, 1,100 calories. And I was like, oh, honey, um, baby, please. I was like, 1,200 or 1,300. That is I, so I dangerous, Kat. I tried I, real hard. Especially with as much as you exercise. Like, oh, God. And then I yeah, hit KFC drive through or whatever, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, well, yeah. well I don't know. Like, uh, pot pie is really good, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. I, I, you know what I've noticed? Like, since I've been taking Manjaro, like, fast food, eh? Mm. Yeah. I know. I, I don't know either. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm like, oh, I'll just wait home. and eh, just eat this protein bar. It's amazing, like, how you don't have an emotional relationship to food anymore. It really is. I mean, that's a conversation, obviously, for, like, another day, another episode, you know. But um, I think we've we've covered quite a bit. I know we've used a lot of, like, Lisa's time. We certainly appreciate her coming. Um, but is there anything else that you wanted to share with us, like, that we didn't cover, Lisa? Because we want your opinion here and your perspective. Um, so really I just want to talk a little bit about what everybody thinks about the. Um, so we call it. It's the called the Padufa date. It's it's basically one. It's the it, what it, I had to write it down. It's the Prescription Drug User Fee Act. That when we 
it's basically when the date's going to be uh, the approval date is. So when they and there's no published Padufa date for the the new indication. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, they got the accelerated approval um, go ahead in October of 22, and then Surmount 2 came out in April, just you know, last month. If you thought that you touched yeah. Um, so, um, my thought is that, and they're in all the earnings calls too, they talk about Q4, you know, they're hoping for Q4, so the early yeah. October. Um, yeah. I think we're all we're all, all hoping for, but I, I was just curious what you guys, was all of you, did he say? Yeah. So I, I think I think that <laughs> that's a good question. I think it's going to be Q four two based on the things that you said. Although I didn't know about what was the date again because this sounded like a fun word. Yeah. Uh, it's called Padufa. It's P D U F A. Padufa. Padufa. Padufa day. Yeah. You know to 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 approve it. So. Oh really? Okay, that's good. Yeah, they have ten months. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, so it could be October. Basically, it's like October. Right. So it could be sooner. It could be later. Yeah. Do you guys think that it was interesting though, that in the wording of the new coupon, like you, it's not until you go to download it that says you have to have type, you have to agree that you have type two before that. It just says an FDA approved. The wording was very specific. It was like an FDA approved indication, like as opposed mm -hmm. to saying type two diabetes, almost mm -hmm. like they didn't want to update it for a while. And like, I do think people are going to keep trying to fill as long as they can. I do think people are going to try to use this additional coupon to continue to attest that they have it, even if they don't. And then I think that's when we're going to have like the pharmacies and the PBMs and it's going to be a war. Oh, I think it's going to be a mess. But I do think that if it comes out in October, right, then I think we'll be at the point, this is something Alex just talked about in the next episode. He was like, I think it's going to be a war of the coupons, right? Because it's not like the price is going to go down yet, right? But it will be like a how do we still, how does Manjaro steal back the people that left to go to Wagovi? And how does Wagovi yeah, keep the right. people it has and not go back to Manjaro? Because it's going to have to be a lot more than here are bullet points why we're better, right? Because right. a lot of this stuff is going to come down to money, you know? And what actually is working? Like, sure, everybody wants to have the one that's the biggest and the best. But we've also seen through studies that these are both very good medications for what you need them for in terms of obesity or type 2. You know, so I, I think it'll yeah. be probably Q4 also. Um, but I, I, I think, think it would behoove them to have it to have it be sooner rather than later. I think well, it's either way, be Q4 because Q4. It's on there, yeah. people. I think it, either way, if we do it right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Hang in there. All right, folks. Well, this is cool. Hang in there, guys. Like, thank Hang you so much in for hanging there. with us on our episode. Thanks for having me, everyone. This is fun. Yes, Thanks, Lisa. And I, I want to say, Lisa, I um, I caught your cute little fur baby behind you chilling. Oh, so. yeah. She's like, look oh, at her. Yeah. She's like an attention whore. She just keeps going back and forth. She's like, hey, she wants lovies. <laughs> she yeah, she wants wants I, have, I have a floof like that, too, that likes to do that. Floof. Hi. They're waiting. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for hanging with us today on our very thank you, thank you. off the train, off the rails <laughs> episode <laughs> of the Plus Signs. We will be back next week. We have lots of good stuff coming. Um, but thank you so much for being with us. I just want you guys all to remember that we know now scientifically that it is not your fault. And we also know that you're not alone. If you're not a part of our community, join especially if you're on TikTok, because we're very open and um, we're very accepting there. And please come, whether you have type two or whether you don't have type two, or if you're on mm -hmm. the spectrum of insulin resistance, like we are all there to support and help each other because we have enough people already 
completely against us and saying horrible stuff. So just know that you can come and find us there. I know. I'm Dinosaur Monkey Farts Kim on TikTok. My my son made up that name in 2020 when we were doing it. So I've kept it ever since and I'm not changing it because it's epic. You know, Janine, well, what is your what is your uh, thing on TikTok or on your other social medias too, if you want to share? Oh, same thing. The same thing. The look, the journey. That's the it. Journey. Isn't it two E's? The E journey, isn't it? It's that. Uh, it well, I don't Maybe. know if the world could take two. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say that it's one. Okay. And then uh Cat Carter Seven on TikTok. Carter Seven on TikTok. Yes. And then Lisa, what is your um your mine is uh, Lisa G underscore OC. Yes. All right. Oh, like Everybody, that. thanks so much for hanging with us. We really appreciate Thank it. You. Have a good time and we will see you next Thank week. You. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.